falling again. I'm falling again. Falling. Oh my gosh. Fall? Yeah. Fall for fall? It's not fall anymore. Guys, it's Winter. Christmas season. It's time Winter. to break out Winter. the Christmas movies, the lights, the Happy peppermint Christmas. candy <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, We're guys. back with a brand new episode. guys, it's your host, Emma Dassam. It is time to talk about a topic that is long overdue. Oh, where to begin? We're going to start off with a reality check. So this is a segment that we're going to do at the beginning of our episodes. Give it to us, Emma. So reality check is basically just a check-in on what we've been up to recently. You guys get episodes from us every other Thursday, so you want to take it over? Yeah, Emma keeps doing this thing with her shoulders. Well, She's like shimmying back and forth. I'm like, okay, bro, I get Honestly, it. Honestly, I'm powered by kombucha right now. <laughs> Not sponsored, but if you can sponsor. Should, should be sponsored at kombucha. Anyway, my reality check is that this semester is oddly coming to a close. Wow, she just clinched her glass like loudly <laughs> against the table. I'm like, okay, bro, gonna have to do that. I think sadly no football season to grace our senior year. Last one, best one, hashtag. But we would have gone to like two. No, no. Emma would have gone to two. I would have gone to all of them because I'm a loyal Aggie football fan. Y'all know a whoop. I'm appreciating more and more the mundane every day, mm. spending time with friends that are thankfully in the same state now, won't be later when I move to New York, being in a peaceful state of mind, feeling grateful, Thanksgiving is around the corner, <laughs> feeling the holiday cheer vibes. I love Thanksgiving food so much, like turkey, gravy, green casserole, mac and cheese stuffing, everything. So I spoke to my parents today on the phone, and they bought all new ornaments for the Christmas tree. They're literally putting up two. It's truly shocking. Wow. I don't understand. Like, I'm really confused. Like, guys, can we just, like, chill for a second? Like, I didn't even get over Halloween yet. But Christmas is so fun. And I think it's much needed after a whole year of COVID and such unfestive vibes. We're going to be able to finally rejoice. And it's gonna be great. I'm so just excited. like put her hands up. She was like, <laughs> rejoice. Rejoice. I'm so Yay. excited. Peppermint bark, honestly, peppermint uh, from Starbucks. Yes. Candy cane flavored ice cream mm. little bits. Oh my gosh. Oh my Where'd you get that? Bluebell <laughs> came out with this like legendary Christmas legendary. cookie flavor, I believe, uh-huh. that made articles. My professor literally wrote an article about it on Facebook. What? When you could describe a flavor really well mm. in some really good words, that's it just makes you crave anything. Especially if I watch people eat it. Like yeah. my guilty pleasure is watching mukbangs. I don't know if y'all know what Korean fried cheese is, but it's what? literally been honestly, I will talk about about that in our second segment. My reality check is honestly pretty similar. We had a great weekend this past Halloween weekend. Just enjoy our time together and not really worry about anything else because we had done work all week leading up to our weekend. Yeah, yesterday I I felt like a little bit weird because I think that sometimes you hype up these like really exciting weekends. And this happened to us like a couple weeks ago too. We were hyping up this weekend for so long. And then when it was over, it's like, oh my God, like what do I do now? So you feel a little lost, but that's kind of how I felt yesterday. And I went for a really long run and I don't know if this ever happens to you, but I just had a great three mile run. Wow. Super relatable. Like, Can't oh my God. Relate. Super. <laughs> you hit cardio and have no stamina like me. Like, girl, you're not, you're not alone. Dasam and I went for a run together once. And it, it was the last time 
No, I, I, I went no I went on this amazing run. The weather was so beautiful. And I think similar to like you appreciating this like mundane things in life. That's how it felt yesterday. Like my family wanted to do a Bible study over FaceTime and my whole like oh, so my brother and sister were goofing off the whole time. They were like putting those emoji little effects like you can add a, a cow <laughs> over your face. Everyone was goofing off. It's like my dad's trying to teach us the Bible, but so it was just this really like peaceful night and honestly the best way to start off a brand new week. So yeah, I'm really grateful that I had yeah. that like self care time. I love it. Self-care time, super underrated. Next, we're going to move on to our truly obsessed segment. We're going to do that at the beginning this time because the last segment is something, a little treat, wink, wink for y'all, but truly obsessed, dirty chai lattes. Emma's choking over here. <laughs> Emma's oh actually choking over here. I promise you, my face not. literally turned purple when someone's watching. We're not sick. Oh my like, God. Get chai with an espresso shot. We went to this place, this coffee shop in Austin called Summer Moon. It was absolutely <laughs> delicious. It's called Starbucks. They have really good ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of this really, really like underrated hole in the wall. No one ever goes there place. It's called Star Starbucks, right? Star Is Starbucks has like a little Star Babe. Yeah. Wait, dude, bro. Okay. Anyway, but my other thing has been the city of Austin. It is so nice. There is so much going on. It's vibrant. It's chill. Mm. It's casual. And a lot of our best friends live there. Visiting them has been an honest favorite of mine. What about you, Emma? Yeah. So I actually went out of town to Round Top this week, and it was a random weekday. I went with my friend Kelsey, and I loved that day so much because you guys live in Texas. You might have heard of the Texas Antique show so round top is basically this like super duper cute little town there's cute restaurants candy stores coffee shops it's a beautiful place during the fall yeah, so spontaneous of us to be more spontaneous in our life if y'all can relate <laughs> I love, love that. that. Emma walks in, guys. Picture this. Oh my I'm god! Deep into my <laughs> podcast editing, and she hands me this jar of like strawberry and mango flavored gummy bears. She's like, so good. Did they call me fifteen dollars? Fifteen dollars, oh, bro. That is overpriced. I'm, but yeah, pretty delicious. <laughs> Honestly, gonna grab some right now. So good. Let's get into our topic for today. Before we continue, I just want to make a quick little disclaimer. I know that high school to a lot of people, it's like. Why are you talking about high school still? That's so lame. So you need to move on, get over it. So two years but, ago. But <laughs> like so long ago, just like move on already, right? I truly think, and I know it just saw me feel the same way, that high school is a pivotal time in our lives that shapes who we are, where we were for four whole years. And before that, we were in middle school, elementary school with the same people. It's just such a huge part of growing up. And I think that we shouldn't discredit what happened in high school and the experiences we gained from it because they have obviously contributed to the people we are today. I'm going to add to that, even middle school. I feel like sixth oh, grade girl. is when you grow out of your childhood innocence <laughs> and you start to realize where do I fit in? Where do I belong? Mm-hmm. And we grew up watching these movies that kind of glorify mm-hmm. cliques, like the jocks and the nerds mm-hmm. and then the cheerleaders, etc. And I know Emma and I did not fit into any of those specific I actually bubbles. was a cheerleader for a month. Oh, you were a cheerleader? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Sorry, I was like, if anything, I was a nerd and she was a cheerleader. No, like, no. I'm like, no. Sixth grade is that beginning of the blossoming journey. And then high school is even more challenging. And then when you go into college, you realize, wow, why did I care so much about the things that I did back then? Because now everyone is so different. There's so much diversity in college. You change. No one judges you for having passions that are different from theirs. It's totally inclusive. And there's also a lot less visibility into different cliques or groups mm-hmm. because you're friends with everybody yeah you're friends with everyone everyone is just so nice and welcoming and on their own grind like mm-hmm. you don't have time to think about what other people think of you yep. outside of like social media which we talked about last week go check out episode 
one guy's dealing with comparison. Okay, so yeah, middle school is honestly such an awkward time. Such a weird <laughs> I look time. at middle schoolers and I'm like, what's going on? But I will say that the middle schoolers nowadays are on some other level. Like, who even knows what they're going through? It's what's in their shoes? YouTube. It's because yeah, of YouTube. Yeah, and all TikTok. The mm. Yeah, all the DIY makeup tutorials, like how to look good, fashion <laughs> trends. I literally dressed like I was probably six years old when I was 16 <laughs> years old. Yeah, same. I remember telling my mom that she could never dress me, but I made very poor decisions when it came to dressing myself. It was so terrible. Like, you were saying that you're, like, a justice girl, right? Yeah, I'm a justice. Okay, guys. Like, butter loves popcorn, chocolate loves marshmallows. Like, those are the kind of shirts I would wear. Super cute. In fifth grade, there was this really cool, like, I think it was Abercrombie jacket that everyone wanted. I wanted to have the hoodie. I wanted it in bright pink, of course. Neon pink. Why not? I wanted these specific Abercrombie jeans. I remember everyone was wearing, like, the juicy bags and Mm, the mm -hmm. super cute, like, flare jeans, tight jeans, like the bedazzled ones. I had embroidered like flowers on my jeans and I thought it was the coolest girl on the block. I had my hair chopped like Dora. <laughs> yeah. That was my I see, I like the pictures that you showed me. No, I think it, yourself. Dude, why do 10 year olds have juicy couture bags? I had a juicy, like I begged my parents for a juicy couture bag for Christmas. They should have, they should have not gotten it for me. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I would never gotten it for my kid at like 10, 11 years old. But I begged them because every single girl in my grade had a big, fat, fluffy cheesecake tour bag. Mm. It's like, what are you going to put in there? All of what our candy. You, have, you don't even All have of money. Our smuggle snacks. Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Honestly, funny story about that later. Okay. I just want to tell a quick story about high school because Emma and I were both inspired because of this past weekend trip. I feel like anytime you see someone like a blast from your past, Mm. you're like, wow, I have changed so much. They have changed so much. But at the same time, it feels like no time has gone by at all. Mm -hmm. And you're suddenly back in that high school mindset Mm. where we were talking about how we often just cared a lot about how we fit into the big picture of the high school squad in a way. Mm -hmm. What was our role? What was our identity? Like, did people think that we were cool? Mm. I think that's so crazy. Like, just the word cool. Yep. Like, who cares about being cool anymore? We did, bro. We but we heard really that all did. And it so was much. such a superficial era <laughs> of who you hung out with, especially with social media tied into it. I remember mm-hmm. downloading Instagram in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. I downloaded it in my woodshop class on my school-distributed iPad. Yes, a thank you. point in my life. <laughs> I just wanted to... Uh, Guys, my Instagram username used to be Chrysilia. <gasps> I know. I thought it was like this alter ego. I would want the quotes and like different <laughs> images of swans on my Instagram because I love swans. Do you still have the account? Or no, you just like changed it. I just to, like, changed it. To some why? Chrysilia. Chrysilia. Swania. Oh my gosh. That oh, was, wait. Yeah, Swania was like the name that I had. Just like a nickname. <laughs> wait. I like swans. For your, like, I'm so sorry. Who, who called you that though? Like, did anyone, like, was it a nickname from yourself to yourself? Like, yeah, from myself I'm gonna to tell myself. myself. <laughs> yeah, it was just a random thing. So, this past week, weekend. I, I want to tell the story. Just tell it. Okay. Just tell it. It's fine. I'll just tell the story. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just tell the story. <laughs> So my boyfriend is two years older than me. I went to the same high school, right? Whoa. Whoa, two years older. He's an older man. I know, crazy, right? But anyway, (laughs) his best friend, if you're watching this, I love you, bro. (laughs) His best friend was kind of like a cooler kid in our high school. That sounds so underrated and lame. But I was a freshman when he was a a senior. And I remember arriving to drop off our stuff at his place. And we, Emma and I, obviously had our road trip exhaustion settled in. Our hair was greasy. Honestly, it wasn't greasy. It was straight out of the shower and cold. We literally shower right before we left. Yeah, but it, it was, was an crazy. hour and a half drive. Crazy, okay? Some like crazy road trip on the yeah, way to get to Like traveled across the country. Anyway, I suddenly got hit with this fear because we're about to 
drop of our things off on his doorstep. I had no makeup on. And for some reason, I felt overwhelmed with this like weight of insecurity. And it was simply because of being taken back to high school and how I was so different back then. I felt like I was a shell of myself in a way. A lot of people blossom in high school, but who wants to peak in high school, right? No one. Please, no. no please, no. no. And college, you find yourself, you find your passions, but this episode is more about like getting out of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Acknowledging your past self or parts of your past self and accepting that like things happened. That was a very long time ago. You are not the person that other people said you were. And not forgetting your past because I feel... Like a lot of people will go into college and try to start completely fresh, which is honestly like what we did. This is a whole new opportunity to go into a new place where people don't really know you, but then you see people from your past and it automatically brings you back. So I think it's super important to spend time dealing with the things that had happened when you were younger. If it was super small and trivial or if it wasn't, but actually addressing it and working internally to move on from those things. Yeah, and something I'll bring Super up. Deep. No, love that. When you go into freshman year, nobody suddenly knows your story and you suddenly get to craft an identity for yourself that's completely new. Mm-hmm. And I felt this when I first stepped onto the AM campus, which is absolutely huge. And a lot of my high school friends went to different universities, really missed them so much freshman year. Just realizing, wow, literally everything that was tied to me for the first 18 years of my life, I get to let go of and simply just be who I want to be. And that was very self-empowering, I will say. But like Emma said, going back to your roots, realizing that change is inevitable and it's actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like to hear that they quote unquote changed. I think in high school, we think that we know everything. And I, even at this point of our lives where we're only 21 years old, we still sometimes have that subconscious thought of, I know everything, like you don't have to teach me anything, but that's so not true. It's all about learning as you go. And yeah, like Dasan was a freshman when she trans- when she uh, came to A&M and I was a transfer student. I was a sophomore. So it was a little bit different for me because I didn't go anywhere new after mm-hmm. high school. Like I stayed in my hometown. It was not a good experience. My first, my freshman year until like I was going to school and that was amazing. And I got to stay with my parents and still have that comfort of family and yeah. being at home and everything. So it wasn't this crazy <laughs> transition, but I didn't love being in a place where I would run into people from high school because I felt like I was trying to run away from the person that I was. Like Yeah, I felt like I didn't have the opportunity to start completely fresh and I needed a, a place to start fresh so badly. You know, it wasn't anything crazy, but it was a lot of internal chaos that was going on where I just needed to be in a new place, but I was afraid to go to that new place because... You know, what if the people that I met didn't like me? Or what if the culture shock was too much to handle? What if I missed home? What if I regretted that decision and ended up coming home prematurely? So it was, it was a difficult time. I'm glad that it happened Mm -hmm. because, you know, we've been talking about this, like no, no experience is a bad experience. Like every experience you learn from it. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you regret. But with that, I kind of want to talk about going back to who we were when we were a lot younger. Mm. So I know that you and I have had this conversation a lot at the at that kitchen table right there uh, about the people that we were growing up. But both you and I were very different in the fact that like we went to different schools and we had different friend groups and somehow we never knew each other except we were in orchestra at the same time. At the same time. Like I was an orchestra nerd. I was in orchestra. So was I. Oh my yeah, God, wait. But I, 
I was in the orchestra for eight years. I played the violin. It was truly a defining part of my high school identity. Why? <laughs> that was a wild time. It was a wild time. And, you know, elementary cool, cool kid, like, off the block, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to bring up is how, yes, high school was such a pivotal part. But whenever I ask people about what they're super passionate about in life right now, whether it's music or writing or reading or sports, then it's because it's something that they did when they were younger, simply for leisure and fun, when there was absolutely no worry in the world, your parents just wanted you to quote unquote play and Mm -hmm. eat lots of yummy food. And your biggest worry was that your mom would eat chocolate for dinner or something. So when I I think back to the defining Mm -hmm roots of who I was when I was, let's say, 10 years old, totally whimsical dreamer, it was honestly reading. Mm-hmm. Reading is the first thing that comes up to my mind. Yeah. Just being a book nerd, finding myself and losing myself in these magical worlds of honestly, the earliest books I remember is like Magic Treehouse oh, and Judy yes. Jones. Oh my gosh. Did you ever read Dear Dumb Diary? Oh yeah, definitely. Those are my favorite. I they're love so funny. Those. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. And we both ate, read like Anne's Green Gate Grape. Them. Green Gables. And Green We were both Gables. way too deep for our age. Like, we were in our rooms on Friday nights. I mean, where else would we be on Friday nights as fourth graders? But, like, <laughs> <laughs> like out on the town. But we would be writing our own romance stories and, like, free Wattpad. And, no, like, writing poems, imagining our lives as if we were the stars of movies. I would always imagine myself as, like, Bella in Twilight, Gabriella in High School Musical. I would try to dress like Hilary Duff. I was, so I was so fascinated by all of these celebrities and characters in books and movies. And I honestly idolized a lot of them. And that's that's probably what, like, set up my unrealistic expectations for life in general today. Yeah. Because I would watch Fair so tales. much stuff. Vampire Diaries and yeah. so many different shows that I just thought I thought that was what life is going to be like and it's honestly totally fine those are great ways to escape but it's just kind of funny that we were really really deep when we were younger um but I was thinking about this earlier and I used to be really mean when I was younger uh I think I had Napoleonic Syndrome just because I'm 411 if y'all don't know me in person like I'm really short and it's kind of been something that I let define me for like my whole life, which it's fine. Like I genuinely enjoy being short now. Um, but I never said that when I was in high school and middle school, people would always come up to me and be like, you're short. Honestly, what? like before I met you, I had no idea. Honestly, thank you. you. Wow. Thank you for telling me something so new. It's like, I knew that before you told me, but appreciate it. So I was, yeah, I was really short and I wanted people to respect me. And so I felt like I had to overcompensate by being kind of mean to people and I don't know if it was just like kid mean or because a lot of teachers they get mad at you for things that are kind of trivial sometimes like for example I would always get pulled out of class because either number one I was being a dictator being too bossy which is like honestly I kind of think it's a good thing now in certain ways I lost a lot of that like along the way from like high school to now because I didn't ever want to be labeled as a dictator or bossy but when I was younger I was so bossy and like dramatic I would get pulled out of class all the time. Maybe all of y'all have felt some way. Like there's something about you that's not necessarily the traditional norm and it makes you feel lesser than whether you're not tall enough or whether you're not smart enough or whether you have dyslexia or ADHD. Like my friends have had that, have definitely felt like they need to compensate in some way. That need to compensate makes you lash out. 
For sure. I think that's such a huge thing with kids. Like if you were a kid going through any of the problems that like the Psalm just listed, it makes you react to it in a bunch of different ways and you kind of project that onto other people. So I definitely think it's a super common thing, especially when you're younger because you don't really know the difference yeah, of like how to act. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like when I first moved to the US, like I didn't speak English that well and I was so different from everyone else. Like I was, I had the weird Korean food lunches. My mom's an amazing cook, by the way. I love her so much. I looked different. I had huge lips. I had like mismatched nostrils, small eyes, definitely felt insecure about that. Mm-hmm. And even just having an accent that's slightly different or having traditions or customs that are different, that's definitely hard. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And I think it's so sad because you can't embrace every wonderfully unique thing about you until you're older, like you're in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, sad. again, it's after go through all those experiences though. But I guess like going on with it, I, I was mean and then... As I grew up, I wanted to be the nicest person ever. And I think a lot of people are like this. And it kind of sucks that there is such a thing, at least to society, as too nice. Mm. You've heard people say this. You've heard a lot of people say that person is like just too nice. I just can't. You don't necessarily show a lot of respect towards people that don't really show that they know the line between being too nice and between disrespecting themselves and their own morals. And I think it's really, really hard to know that line. Again, it's super sad. There shouldn't be such a thing as too nice. Dang. Okay. I love that you brought this up because Em and I have both been labeled as doormats by ourselves probably. Yeah. And... (laughs) And it makes you (laughs) undervalue things that are truly valuable in life. Like for instance, people can be labeled as nerds just because they're really hardworking and that's going to take you a long way when you're Mm -hmm. in your career. People can be labeled as music dorks because they're really talented at an orchestra instrument or band or something. So many different labels for so many different things. So many labels. Labels is something that we really experienced growing up and we want to break out of that mm-hmm. and college is when you get to break out of that you know in most instances Experience freedom in most instances yeah you won't know a ton of people because most likely you're going somewhere where it's obviously pretty big state schools things like that there's going to be so many different people from so many different places and yeah you might run into people from high school but for the most part you are starting over and again we'll start over in adulthood too mm-hmm. after college which is crazy to think about um but i think I think we both experienced that being too nice almost. And like maybe some people wouldn't describe us as being that. I don't know. But in our heads, we felt like we were too nice. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, in high school, I literally even got voted most nice. Dude, no. I got voted heart of gold. Oh my God. And And you're like, I don't. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Like, no. It's such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But for some reason at the time, I didn't love it because yeah. I felt like it made me, it made me, it labeled me again as mm-hmm. someone that could be easily influenced or walked bossed on. around, walked on. Why yeah. do we have this facade of wanting to be tough when we were younger, when mm-hmm. we're simply kids growing up trying to figure out just what we love, what we don't love and impress our parents, like honestly make them proud. That was my big school when I was younger. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's definitely a little twisted to see that as a bad thing because that's a great thing to be like that's a great thing to be generous and kind and loving to others but in that stage of life we see a lot of different people in high school and a lot of people aren't that nice and so when you're labeled as something that makes you feel like you can just easily be walked on or told what to do it's not a great feeling and people come up to me and like bend down and touch my head and it's like 
I didn't feel like a person. That's so weird, right? Oh my gosh, I see what you're saying. I yeah. see what you're saying because... It was belittling a little. It was belittling. It was like when you were younger, it's so easy for one thing, mm-hmm. one thing to take over your identity and you felt like you were stuck in this box mm-hmm. of how people saw you and you couldn't identify what you really loved and what made you really you except for what people told you. Yeah. Like for instance, if you were really, really, really good at one extracurricular activity, whether it was UIL or debate, you were really, really, really good debater that everyone just knew you as a debater mm-hmm. and everything else about you, your personality, your friend group, your skill sets, your interests had to revolve around that. For sure. And college is a time where you get to experience a variety of interests mm-hmm. without any boxes, without any labels and still relish in the adventure of life. And I think that's kind of what our point is that we're still growing. We're still learning and we're still adapting. Yeah. And life is an adventure of exploration mm-hmm. and we should never confine ourselves to who we were in the past. And with that embracing your multifacetedness, because yes. we have so many different passions and so many things about us that make us who we are. And when you're confined to a label by that someone else gave you or a way that someone treated you, a way that you were seen and, and felt like you were in high school or even younger than that, it makes you afraid to branch out into those other things mm. because you feel like you, you can only do so much. But I think that during that time in my life and you know, you're going to tell your story and we can definitely talk about how that equates to how we are now and, and what we've learned from it. But because I was this person who at least I felt like I was seen as a doormat and there were a lot of times where I could have stuck up for myself. Like there's one girl I was friends with. I was like physically pushed around by this girl and it's like, I don't understand how someone in high school could push you, but I was, and it didn't feel good. Like Mm -hmm. it did, it it felt so weird to be pushed as like a 15 year old girl and not someone in elementary. And that did a number on my self-confidence personally. And it wasn't, it wasn't until college that there was actually a turning point in my self-confidence. And I'm sure that a lot of you guys can relate to that because we're constantly saying in college is just like a new slate. It's a new time to reinvent yourself, but it's also just so vital that you don't just run away from everything that happened in your past, but you yeah, literally I reflect. Like, I remember at the end of senior, senior year, I wrote in my diary five or six pages, just everything that happened in high school that I learned. And I really tried to soak in everything because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to forget the lessons learned the experiences had because those are so important to shape you to be who you're going to be later and even now we're experiencing things every single day that are going to pour into who we become 10 years from now that's such a good point I remember when I was even prepping for like job interviews or internship interviews it was like okay so why this company, why this position, why your major, all of that always ties back into my roots. Mm-hmm. And even if there were unpleasant experiences tied into the mix, focusing on the positive ones and letting reflection actionably, actionably take that learning and apply it to who you're going to be in the future. That's so awesome. And honestly, as you grow up, you're going to seek mentors and you're going to be be a mentor for a lot of people below you. Mm-hmm. Standing firm as in this is what I experienced, not being able to look past anything that was remotely painful because let's be real, like we're so sensitive when we're younger mm-hmm. and it's really hard to take things and let them go. Yeah. But appreciating your family and your friends, especially the ones that shaped you past relationships mm-hmm. and not being not avoiding like Emma said. Yeah. But simply looking at that chaos and finding beauty in it. Yeah. And then letting it be like 
form a, a facet of your identity now because you're always going to carry a portion of your past like into yeah. who you are yeah but embracing it like that's like the key point here like embracing it yeah and even if that person isn't a part of your life anymore no experience is a bad experience so if that person did a number on you and hurt you in some sort of way don't forget the experience as a whole and don't try to forget it Obviously, you can't force something like that. It's going to be harder to force that person's memory out of your life. But instead, change your perspective and find a way to look at it that's actually going to help you as a person. A lot of people say forgive and forget, but I don't really think that's possible. Yeah, because if, not. if something, if someone did something to you or you did something to yourself that's even needing forgiveness in the first place, then you're probably not going to forget it. Like I think it should be forgive and remember mm-hmm. and reflect. Yeah, and then move on. But make peace with it. It's kind of random, um, but it does have to do with this for sure. I follow this girl on YouTube and Instagram and all that sort of stuff. And Who is she, she? <laughs> oh my gosh, you know her name is Katie Bilotti. She's I talk about her all the time. Yeah, I love but her. She's awesome. I look up to her so much. She's great. She was talking recently on her podcast, Thick and Thin, about how she started seeing a therapist because, and she talks a lot about how she was like bullied in high school and just went through all these really hard things when she was younger that have really hurt her emotionally and she's never quite gotten over and she's already 24 25 years old lived in new york moved to california super successful she's a freelance graphic designer she does a ton of really cool projects i'm a random girl from texas she is all the way over there and i literally look up to her so much just like so many other of her Mm -hmm. followers and subscribers and so it's insane to me that she can be so wildly successful and still have these inner demons Mm -hmm. from her past about when she was bullied in high school and when she compared herself to other girls in her high school, how she was left out of cliques and things like that. And that's honestly what kind of spurred this podcast episode for us Mm -hmm. because we've just both gone through things that have been really difficult for us to overcome, but somehow we have, and you know, we're still, it's still a work in progress. Uh, we talk about those things sometimes as if they just happened. Mm, that's so true. Letting go of the past is one of the hardest things to do, especially when you never had a conversation with yourself about it. A lot of people feel like they can't move on unless they get closure with someone else or unless someone sees their side of the picture and feels bad or begs for forgiveness or whatever. But at the end of the day, like Emma said this to me the other day, if you're harboring bitterness about something, then that person that is involved as well, they're not experiencing any of that bitterness. They're not Mm. suffering from it. Only you are yeah, because you're letting yourself be put down by something that happened so long ago. Yeah. And in high school, especially there's this desire to be loved and accepted and envied honestly by so many people, basically everyone, you want to be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And I know that so many of you probably have experienced wanting to people please. Yep. And the first part of actually pleasing people, in my opinion, is being authentically yourself. Because again, no one is going to want to hang around with someone that's just simply trying to impress them. Mm -hmm. So letting go of the past is something you first have to work on by yourself. It's the only way you're going to bloom into the best version of yourself in the future. I think another thing to remember and something that maybe some of you guys need to hear right now for one reason or another is that there is no one that can tell you who you are. So if there is a relationship or friendship that you had in the past, and I'm not talking about cancel culture, like, oh, that person's kind of boring, so they're toxic, I need to cut them out of my life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an instance where you are in a friendship, relationship, whatever it may be, with someone who sucks energy out of you, 
who doesn't make you feel great about yourself, who doesn't help you grow, if they don't add exponentially to your life, know when to pull the brakes and move on from that. Because I think a lot of us, especially if you went into college, and I'm not saying ditch all your high school friends, guys, go with like a bunch of new people because they'll help you grow. A lot of us did go into college with high school friends and we're still in those friendships. And I think that's so amazing when you can carry on into a new stage yeah, of life with your childhood so friends. I think that's so awesome. I have experiences Special. like that. I have some friends from like childhood. So appreciative of that. But I think there are other times where we we stay stuck in places because in the past that person was just there for us or they were there during pivotal times in our lives where we needed a friend. And I think that sometimes it's hard to tell when we need to kind of reevaluate and assess whether or not we like who we are with that person. Because with Desan, for example, like when we became friends, I didn't think that we would actually be friends for a long time because Desan <laughs> scared me a little bit. Like what? she, okay, <laughs> like scary. No, 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 no. Desan was just super duper type A. I always thought I was type A, but clearly I had no idea what A type A was. She was A plus 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 plus. <laughs> we are on total different energy levels. Desan is extremely extroverted and will walk up to anyone and say hi. And if I'm in the mood, I might do that, but definitely not the same level. So it, it was hard. But then somehow, I don't know what happened. We just ended up getting extremely close, became roommates, started an organization together, doing this together. And we've clicked on so many different levels. And I will say that our friendship is one that challenges me. Mm. And I'm not saying you have to have that for every single friendship you're in, but especially in the ones that you're carrying from your past. And the person that you were back then is not necessarily who you are now. Check in with that and make sure that that friendship, that relationship, that that connection that you have is still adding to your life in some way. And I'm not saying eliminate every single connection in your life that doesn't actively benefit you every day. But I I think you guys kind of of know where I'm getting at here. Yeah, and I'm going to add to that. Friendships sometimes have phases in your life Mm -hmm. that are so great, but the season has passed and at some point there may be a clashing of interests yeah. or some conflicts or some being held back in a way simply because the other person does not want to see you grow. Yeah. People from your past, there are so many people in my support system that are still cheering me on full force to this day. And I cannot express how grateful I am. I think in a friendship, you have to look for a couple things. The first one is that there is mutual effort mm-hmm. and mutual like joy in each other's happiness mm-hmm. and prioritization of that. And the second thing is that they accept you for who you are and do not try to fit you into this bubble or change you mm-hmm. or like water you down or water you down. Yeah. And, and it's so crazy when Emma was saying like how extroverted I am, that is a part of me that I stifled for so long mm-hmm. because when I was younger, like I totally relate with Katie Bellotti, just, you know, being bullied for being different. When you fully flourish in who you truly are, that's when your strengths come to light and people that are meant to be in your life, they will love you. And they'll bring that part out in you. They will bring those parts out in you. They will adore the parts that you hid almost Mm. for a while or shadowed because other people told you that you didn't belong in that sense. That is so, so good. Like my heart is literally beaming right now because everything you said is so freaking true. I've realized recently a lot with my friendships that 
the people that are meant to be in your life will make you want to be more of who you truly are. And like you were saying about the whole stifling that for so long because people around you told you that it wasn't cool or it wasn't good. It wasn't up to their standards. High school mentality. It's such a high school mentality. Oh my gosh. That is so true. You know, I had a group of friends that were great and I had a lot of great experiences, but there were specific people in that group and in high school throughout the four years that treated me as if I was a doormat. And again, like the whole little nickname thing and small little things that were probably nothing to them, but meant so much to Mm. you because it's all coming at you all at once. Yeah. Really, really adds up to this perception of yourself that is so untrue. It's so good what you said. Like this inner child of you. And I think a lot of us are honestly going back to those childish passions of ours because Mm. of quarantine we're learning to appreciate these parts of us that we forgot about ourselves that Mm. we really cherish and enjoy doing so much like drawing and painting and you know anything like that going outside such a great thing honestly but but yeah with my dad like I, I used to love doing that even just smelling like my mom's cooking like floating through the the kitchen and watching like movies my with my brother or something like those things really trigger like the good parts of childhood yeah and I will say that even though I was so caught up in trying to please people at a period of my life that taught me so much it truly made me so grateful for the people around me today and it made me realize how badass I could be yeah when I let go of the past and Mm -hmm. we encourage every single one of you to do that and seriously reevaluate like take time to write down and reflect on the things that still impact you to this day because I know there are little things that your parents said to you your teacher said to you if a teacher told me that I was dumb when I was in fifth grade, I will definitely still be carrying that right oh now. Oh my gosh, yeah. Dude, one time in fourth grade, my teacher told me that I was the meanest girl in school and that oh I would no. never have any friends. I will oh. never forget that. And I saw her at the grocery store a couple years back. I just avoided her at all costs. Oh that gosh. is not something you say to a kid. I'm so yeah. sorry. Like, even if that kid is the devil, like, no, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, that is not a projection of their own struggle. For sure. It was crazy it was crazy crazy I wish I can go back and be like (laughs) yeah and the thing is like but sure it it impacts you it makes you believe that that is actually who you are and she's right about what she said it's crazy because the things that people say to you that you will probably take to your grave unless you take our advice guys and let it go Mm -hmm. they don't even remember saying those things to you yeah at all and honestly you're the only one harboring the bitterness about it exactly and there are positive things that you should hold on to for instance I would share my poems and short stories to my seventh grade English teacher I loved her with my heart and soul and she would tell me Dasam you're going to be published one day you're going to be a writer one day you need to keep this going and I've held on to that for so long Mrs. Leandro if you're listening I love you (laughs) those are the kind of things that we should be harboring appreciation for rather than listening to the people that had no idea what they're talking about when they made blanket statements about us and told us that something other people love about us was annoying that was such a word that was commonly used yeah I think I think so too just when you're younger that's a really easy term to just dub to kids yeah but what was a turning point for you where you genuinely just felt free to let out who you actually were so this extroverted exuberant loving kind generous person Aww. wow and i just wow. shower you compliments oh honestly feed me. <laughs> feed me feed you with i didn't what? get the other half of my bacon and grilled cheese sandwich honestly guys i've been cooking a lot she made she was like i'm gonna make us bacon grilled cheeses and she made she made one she made <laughs> okay, one okay. and she cut it in half and she's like this is just 
to hold a sofa. Wow. Where's the other one? <laughs> no, it's so good. A so turn, good. A turning point for me is one having friends that actively affirm you with beliefs that they have about you that are so positive and uplifting and directly contradict the incorrect statements that you probably held on to when you were younger. Mm-hmm. For instance, like for a long time, I used to think that I was just not cool. Like, oh gosh, this is so, okay, okay. The turning point for me was in college when I joined a women's organization, which I really love to this day. And I met people that saw me as this really sweet, bubbly, interesting person, celebrated my accomplishments, and then actually loved being around me and expressed that actively. My extroversion is something that bubbles out of me uncontrollably at times. And I was told a lot of that was just unnecessarily too much. I love speaking up in class. Like that's something I actually love doing. I was told that I was annoying, a know-it-all, a goody two-shoes, etc. And those are things that I started doing in college and people love that. And they knew that it wasn't a show. It was just me being me. What was the turning for point for you? Yeah, my turning point was in college as well, which is like honestly the theme of our episode, college changes you. My turning point was my sophomore year of college, spring semester to be exact. It was a really weird time in my life. That was honestly when we were just becoming friends, but we weren't exactly super close yet. So I started hanging around these people that I knew in high school, that I was friends with in high school, but they weren't necessarily the best people for me. And I felt very undervalued, very underappreciated, very diminished Mm. in so many different ways. And it just wasn't a good thing to have done to just go back to people that I honestly genuinely wasn't that much of a fan of but I felt lonely and I felt like I needed to be around people that I was comfortable with to be to be totally honest I was comfortable seeing these familiar faces I remember being in that situation and being completely disrespected by someone who was a mutual friend of theirs Mm. and being around people that treated me as such in high school, treating me like the too nice person, the person who would never stick up for themselves. You could never call me a badass in high school ever. Like mm. there is no possible way you could do it because I, ne- I, I genuinely just wasn't that person. I wasn't the person who would stick up for myself, who would defend my friends, who would be fierce in my beliefs. I, I really shrunk back to this small person that I really wasn't yeah. on the inside. And my parents were always asking me like, where did this confidence kind of bossy girl go like where did she go where is she used to be like this and that and now you're not and I didn't even realize until recently that it was just those experiences that made me shrink into this watered down boring so not me version of myself yeah like you can't you can't be afraid to overshadow other people and diminish your own life to be around people that are going to bring that out in you and make you shine even brighter and that sounds so cheesy guys you need to be around people that make you more you yeah, and even if you're not in those friendships anymore that held you back, when mm-hmm. you still think about them and you still wonder and care about what they think about you, especially if, if they normally have negative feedback for mm-hmm. you, then that's not good. There's yeah. a point where you have to start protecting your time. And I think that's what happened for me in college. Yeah. I started, I stopped wasting time on unnecessary things, relationships, investments. I would spend hours in the morning just picking out my outfits, trying to look cute, like putting on makeup, doing my hair. And the thing is, it wasn't for me. If it was for me, I would have loved it. Mm -hmm. But in college, you don't have to worry about 
looking good for anyone unless it's yourself and it makes you feel good. Exactly. You don't have to worry about putting on a show for all these people and spending time getting to know people and having conversations with people that generally do not make you feel so uplifted and encouraged yeah. and accepted most of all. You know, I spent literally three months, like the entire summer, reflecting on what had happened, reflecting on that experience, trying to understand why I was treated that way, why I was treated as if someone who wasn't worth respecting and wasn't worth giving genuine interest to and care to. And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time just reflecting and trying to move on from it, but I definitely never tried to immediately just forget about it. Because again, I think reflection is so freaking important and so necessary when you actually do want to move on from something and have it be a part of you that made you better. And then the fall came around and we started our org and we became roommates and things just got so much better. And I felt like I could truly be myself, the person that loved to lead and loved to talk to people and loved to connect with people and was genuinely appreciated for everything I had to say. And I had never really felt like that before. Like maybe to a certain extent, you know, I, I felt heard and listened to and seen, but it wasn't until I actually stepped into who I truly was that I started gaining even more friendships and connections that were genuine. And now I feel so full and I feel like my life is abundant with beautiful friendships and beautiful yeah. connections with people that I definitely would not have had if I had stayed that shrunk and watered down version of myself. Yeah. So, that's so yeah. Good. And if you guys can honestly like think back to a time where you compromised who you were because the person in front of you told you that you were not that person assess it reflect on it write about it and try and see what you can actually do tangibly today to move on from it and that sounded kind of seminary but like tony like no that was so good yeah (laughs) because julie walked in and now we're thinking about it but yeah (laughs) college gives you the freedom to express who you are and be loved for it because i think that's one of our biggest fears that people will not love who we are as much as we love it because we find comfort in it obviously when you're being yourself and in this apartment household we have this saying it's called get over yourself get over yourself i love it and that is something that is so so true because there are moments where i am trapped in insecurity about little things very very little things and i find this a lot with my friends too like we'll just say things like oh i'm sorry i just like am not a good public speaker or oh wow like i was so awkward and energetic in that meeting or something like that we'll just talk about ourselves in a way that is so demeaning de- demeaning untrue. diminishing mm-hmm. untrue and maybe there's a facet of that that is connected to things that people said about you that made you believe you were lesser than If that's true, let go of it, get over yourself and focus on losing yourself in the passions that you are truly obsessed with Mm -hmm. because, and the people that you're obsessed with, like you need to love the life that you're living and anything that takes away from your current joy that is in the past. First of all, it's in the past. You can't control it. You need to move on. But if it's sucking the joy of your present, that is taking away from how amazing your current friendships, your current job, your current school, your current classes and interests, all of that could be. Or the potential of even having those things to begin with. Because if you're in a place where you genuinely just don't have any friendships that you can appreciate or acknowledge, by focusing on the things of the past, you're somewhat blocking the potential of those things manifesting in your life. Yeah, the good things. I truly believe that that does play a part in it because you're so stuck in harboring this bitterness of the past 
that you don't allow yourself to be open to the potential of the future. And I think there's like that, that really good saying, you can't allow people to live in your mind rent free. You are allowing these people who genuinely aren't giving any, any attention to the problem that happened in the past. You're allowing them to suck up all of your energy and they have absolutely no idea and they don't care. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy guys. It's crazy. For instance, my mom, who is a psychologist, like she would always talk about how whatever you say about yourself is like the final word. And whatever you believe about yourself is going to actionably be realized. For instance, like if someone told you that you had a really high pitched and annoying voice and you're a naturally loud talker, but you begin to suppress that. And then later on in life, you say, wow, like I am just not a good talker or whatever. And then that's going to lead to you not shining in interviews or public speeches or in presentations, etc. That's a really bad example probably. But my point is, if it's something that you want to bring up to someone because you're actively in a loving relationship with them and you're still harboring bitterness with them, then have that conversation. If it's something that you need to work on personally, then take that time to yourself and just move on. Everyone right now, after this episode, should psychoanalyze themselves (laughs) a little bit because it's honestly a fun time. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Overthinking to a T. I think there's a lot in my past that makes me who I am. Like, for instance, being an older sister and being told by people in my family church that I was just responsible and good at taking care of people kind of makes me like the mom of my friend group at some times. And those are things that you should appreciate and reflect, realize, and Mm -hmm. just enjoy. But if it's something bad, like you were the middle child and you felt like no one cared about you and that your passions were irrelevant, then get out of that mindset because your passions are relevant. And hopefully you're around people today that make you feel that way. It's so important to open yourself up to new connections, to step into uncomfortable places in order to get to a better chapter of your life. Yeah. Not only what that's going to happen is if you look at what happened to you, take a very, very long, hard mental check-in and analyze what experiences you are truly going to carry with you in a good way and what experiences you can learn to forgive and then put in a part of your heart that's specifically reserved for experiences that you learn from but do not want to go back to. All right, so our last segment of today's episode is one called Endearing Awkwardness. This is our first time doing this one. Obviously, it's our second episode. So we're (laughs) going to talk about funny stories that happened to us that were endearingly awkward so many stories to select from, but I did have a special one reserved for today because I had to do with high school. So I'll let you go first. Well, I just wanted to say the whole like endearing awkwardness thing came about because in the true spirit of embracing the things that make us feel really bad sometimes or like make us feel small. But anyway, but basically Emma said that I had something in common with this guy that I liked and basically that we were both endearingly awkward and I used, I first took that as like really offensive because I was like wait you think I'm awkward like you think I'm like weird like you think I can't socialize but she said it was endearing 
And for some reason, that put a whole spin onto that comment and made it seem like, okay, talking to a friend that embraces the quirkiness of my traits and the way that my humor can be not off-putting, but just endearingly awkward. Endearingly awkward. It was like they were stepping next to each other, kind of too afraid to get too close and making these weird jokes. And I was just a witness to it all. I was sitting there eating my salmon. I was was sitting, (laughs) thank you. I was sitting there eating my salmon and examining what was happening but it was it was sweet because you could tell that they really liked each other and that it was just it wasn't a weird awkwardness it was it was endearing the best way I could put it okay take it away with your story so my story is (laughs) I hate this story but I love it oh gosh honestly if you were a victim of what I'm about to say I'm genuinely so (laughs) sorry I will give you a refund I'm honestly excited no I will give you a refund so in high school, you know, you're not allowed, at least where I went, pretty sure in a lot of high schools, you were not allowed to sell snacks. But the majority of students did from their soccer bags, from their backpacks. Yeah. And it was like chips, and some people would sell the wildest things like juices and crazy cakes from like different countries. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. There were so many different options for food that wasn't available in the vending machines. <laughs> so really fun stuff. Um, some friend, some people would bake like brownies and things like that. I decided to enter the market with my own new brand of these like Oreo stuff, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> um, I had only really ever had them when my sister baked them because she knew how to bake properly. I did not. So one day I was baking these cookies and I packed them in my bag for school, ready to go, thought they were fully done. That morning before noon, I had sold about six to seven of those cookies. Wow, and they were like three bucks each and they were pretty big. And by the afternoon, I had received messages from multiple people telling me that they had (laughs) all gone to the nurse's office because they think that they got food poisoning from my baked goods and I chose to not believe them I thought that it was a funny coincidence that the people that bought my cookies were now sick and on their way home and I never refunded the money like I totally did not accept responsibility I don't know I don't know how those people didn't hurt me to the office or something because it was so terrible I'm I'm so 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 sorry it was it was a sad story (laughs) but yeah, if you're a victim of the cookie gate instance, I, I'm really sorry. My goodness, that's hilarious. Sometimes you are so gullible. Like one time my friend Calvin convinced me that his cousin's name was Shaq, like Shaquille O'Neal. It was like William or something. And I genuinely <laughs> what believed the heck? it. I, I called him Shaq for like a whole week or something. And everyone was in on the joke except for me. And I was so, so embarrassed because later on, he was like, bro, my name is William. Wait, you really got on. Well, because he was like, he was like, okay, so my cousin's name is Shaq, but it's just like Shaquille O'Neal. Like my parents named him after Shaquille O'Neal. But I totally believed it. That's how gullible I used to be, guys. Oh my God. No, she's still freaking gullible. Like I'll come into the apartment after like a long day or come out of my room. Oh my and I'll just be like, hey, just And I'll tell her something wild that happened. Just mom, guess what? She's like, what? I'm like, I was at the coffee shop and this random guy came up to me and literally asked me to marry him. And I don't even know what to say. <laughs> He's actually kind of cute. And, and she, like, she would literally believe I it. Like, it. she you knows she literally would actually, she's like, wait, what are you, what? Stop. And I'm like, I was kidding. And like, literally, okay, no, I could still that, do that this. It's so, no, but it's, it's so, it's so funny because I love coming up with wild stuff and you just believe it. Oh my God. Every time it's so good. Because it could potentially be true. Like, okay, whatever. But it's dude, great. Whatever. Anyways. Do it to your friends. It'll, it'll put a smile on their face. I know, guys. 
honestly, just celebrate your awkward moments and celebrate. you'll laugh at them later. They'll be great memories. All right. I think that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to follow us on at before we make it on Instagram and stay tuned on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for every other Thursday episode. See you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.